Hello and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I'm Daniel. And I'm Clint. These might be the two best episodes we've done, Daniel. Or the favorite episodes we've done. Hmm. Thursdays and Fridays. Hard to say. uh, Long catalog of... This is... I think this is episode 106 of the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. Correct. Um, Over 100 episodes. Were there 100 episodes? Or about 100 episodes? There there were over 100 of... Talking dogs. Okay, of the talking of the talking dogs podcast. Before that, a yeah. um, lot a lot of good a lot of good history there. But this is a this is an episode I'm excited about. It's one that we've been planning to do in the off season for quite some time. And um, a lot of consternation is going to be coming from you, the listener, because uh, it's the all decade lot, team. A lot of hand wringing about to commence. You are about to disagree with us. You, I, I guarantee be, it. Be prepared. You can be, be prepared. Mad. And it's okay to be mad. Uh, but just as way of introduction, I am Clint. He is Daniel. Uh, this is the Locked On Bulldogs podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, we are two fans, first and foremost. We love our fandom. We take it uh, highly regarded. Not too seriously, but highly regarded. Uh, we don't take mm-hmm. our, our insiderness and our guruness at all. We just leave that at the door. No, there's nothing to take. Um... We are Georgia fans, first and foremost. Uh, That's what gives us the qualifications to host this podcast and to speak uh, about such things as an all-decade team because fans are the only people that are qualified to talk about who Mm -hmm. an all-decade team for the University of Georgia is. Um, Sports writers um, serve a very valuable purpose. Clint and I use their materials and support their efforts, Uh, but that's not—it's not their place to tell you who belongs on the all-decade team for the University of Georgia. It's not their place to tell you who belongs on the Mount Rushmore of the University of Georgia. That's the place of the fan, uh, and that's who we are. So um, uh, that's what this podcast is for fans, by fans. Uh, If you're a Georgia fan, welcome to the show. We're glad that you're here. If you're a longtime listener, thanks for coming back. Um, uh, If you want to reach out to us, uh, we give you the email address and the Twitter every week. It's lockdownbulldogs at gmail.com or uh, at dogs podcast on Twitter. You can find us in either of those places. Let us know your thoughts and opinions. Let us know your ideas and questions. Uh, if you have things that you want us to talk about or questions that you want us to answer, we need to do like a mailbag. People are stuck at home, Clint. Guys, that's if what you we got need nothing to do. else to do, just send us we, emails, okay? Because we'll read them. Send us a Twitter we need direct to do a good message. Old fashioned. We need to do a good old fashioned mailbag. If you got things that you questions that you want to, it doesn't even have to be. I'll just open this up. Oh, it doesn't even it, have to be Georgia football or basketball related. Okay. That's what. I'm, well, yeah. Well, that's what. Well, yeah. hey, look, Clay, hey, hey, act like, hey. act like, act, act like we can't do it. <laughs> act like, first of all, like, this so, sounds exactly like something we would do. <laughs> if this, if there's ever been something that you wanted to know our opinion about uh you feel free to email us uh or hit us up on twitter we might do a might do a mailbag uh next week we haven't done one of those in a while but uh, i digress subscribe to the podcast download the podcast tell a friend about the podcast uh do all those things um it's friday today but we'll be back next week monday mm-hmm. through friday every single day um, with lots more insight and information but today clint yes, today sir. we we bust out we're in a new decade we're not really, no. just so we're totally clear. The decade um, it ends in 2020. Yes, that's how that's how numbers it be- work. It begins in 2011. Uh-huh. So, 
But we are going to give the all-decade team from 2010 to 2019. We're going to give it out anyway. That's what we're going to do. That is a decade, just to be clear. 2010 to 20. A decade is any 10-year period. doesn't have to be We don't got to line it up even to even grouping. numbers. Right. Um, but we're going the um, the tens and teens. That's the sort of the the easy way of thinking about this decade from 2010 to 2019. We are going to give you our all-decade team. We're going to break this up into two shows. Today is the offense. Uh, probably on Monday we will mm-hmm. do the defense. So we're going to go position by position. And just so you know, Clint and I have agreed on a team. We are presenting you. We're giving with you the this. official right. Locked On Bulldogs. All decade team. We're going to talk about our process, why we pick certain people over certain other people, and if you have comments and opinions, I already gave you the email address Give it to and us. the Twitter, and you, you can reach out to us. We would love to hear uh, your thoughts, uh, which are wrong if they're different than our thoughts. You could tell us we're so, right, though. We have no problem hearing that over yeah, and over again. That'd be fine. You can even tell us we're wrong. That's not won't be the first time that's happened. Um, <laughs> that's on the all right, Clint. We're going to start um, at the top. We're going to start with quarterback. Yep. Um, do we need to do a head coach, Mark Rick versus Kirby Smart, who no, makes the all-decade team? we good. We good. Let's <laughs> we move good. on. There's no need to speak ill of the dead. We, um, look, Mark Rick is a fine man. Mark, I don't want to Mark Rick, his may he rest in peace. No, no. Um, all right, let's go to quarterback then. There's okay. really two choices on this list. Um, I'm, Grayson Lambert. I going to make a joke. I was going to make a joke about Grayson Lambert, but then I didn't want his name to be said on the podcast, but then there you went. I, I, there you went and did I'll it. I'll blow past that stop sign. Hey, who holds the single game completion percentage? Something nonsense stat, some 20, sort of nonsense stat. 22 for 23 on on three-yard um, hitches. Oh, I watched that game from a hotel room, the Georgia-South Carolina game, just where we just dinked and dunked the bejesus out of them. Uh, oh man, it's fantastic! Uh, all right, it's Aaron Murray and Jake Fromm. Those are the choices. It. These are two of these are two of the upper echelon quarterbacks in the history of the UGA football program. Clint, absolutely, what we're talking about here, hundred percent. And so uh, the question remains: Who makes it on the All-Decade team? There's only there can only be one. There can only be one, and that one is Jake Fromm. You're a damn good dog, but Aaron Murray just. You want yards in yep. bunches? Let's just let's just go get them. And that's what Aaron Murray did. He just came out and said, "I'll start whenever I want to start, and I'll throw how many yards I want to throw. Name a number, zero to five fifty, and and I'll go get mm-hmm. go get it." And that's what he did. Aaron Murray is the quarterback on the All Decade team, uh, and I thought it was going to be closer because I again, while we were down on Jake Fromm last year, we're very high on him as a bulldog. We we love. Jake Fromm sure. as a player. Great career. Okay. Led Great us career. to the national championship game, yeah. college football playoff, Rose Bowl victory uh, as a true freshman. But, man, that season, that season last season really hurt, hurt his legacy. It Let's really just, did. We can just be honest about it. The thing Jake Fromm brings to the table that Aaron Murray does not bring to the table is um, taking care of the football, though. Aaron oh. Murray, he's <laughs> going to get you bunches of yards. He's going to get you bunches of touchdowns. He is also going to throw at least one unspeakable interception per game you say you say throwing window and aaron murray looks at you cross like i i don't know what you just said what is what is this throwing window you speak of there's a reason that he's trying to make it on the carson city rattlesnakes right now (laughs) or or whatever i just made that up is that that sounded like an xfl i was just gonna say it didn't sound too far off you could have fooled me um uh no but it's aaron murray 
both both these guys damn good dogs we were lucky to have both of them but aaron murray is our quarterback for our all decade team all right uh we're gonna get to running backs wide receivers and tight ends after this you said running back just to have be there, have there been a just few to be just here? to be yeah there's there's been a running back or two in program history no wait in this decade Correct. no wait in this last half decade mm-hmm. uh there's um look we could go through and name every single running back from 2010 to to 2019 but just to be totally honest with you yeah we feel like that would be disrespectful to these four running backs that we're going to give you right oh, here oh this is the cream okay, of the crop because because these guys I don't care about your personal feelings. These guys are in a different conversation. Uh, and it has nothing to do with recency bias. It has to do with talent bias. That's it. Uh, their names are Todd Gurley, Nick Chubb, Sony Michelle, and DeAndre Swift. Those are the four in contention. Those are the four that have thrown their hand in the ring. If we can only take two running backs, yep. which in a starting 11, you'd be hard-pressed to take more than two. We're not Georgia Tech under Paul Johnson. Um, so... To us, the choice is obvious. It is. Um, it's very obvious. And Nick by the way, Chubb, Nick Chubb is RB one. Number one. There's no, there's no denying it. He is a better running back than literally every single person to play college football running back. Except but Daniel, one. that that must just be your personal opinion. There's no statistical analysis that would back that up. No, there, there certainly is. Darren oh. McFadden, Bo Jackson. All y'all just sit way behind Nick Chubb. By the way, he missed an entire season due to injury. Let that during sink in. that span. Um, Nick Chubb is RB one, and Todd Gurley, the most talented running back to Ooh. ever. Ooh. We've 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 danced around this before. We have on the podcast, and um, I'll back you up, Daniel. Because Herschel Herschel had that. Can I just say this? Herschel had that LeBronness to him. Oh. Where he was just so much more physically uh-huh. gifted and imposing than Comparatively any other to, yeah. human to stand in front of him. Whereas Gurley was a, was a physical freak, right? But Gurley was no Derrick Henry. He was no Herschel Walker. He was not just a a tank. He had that Michael Jordan kind of mm-hmm. characteristic to him where the where it just had all the talent. That's what I mean when I say talent. Not the best, but maybe the most talented. 100% uh, correct. Nick Chubb and Ty Gurley, what a backfield. <laughs> uh, sure. I mean, I you can you can go ahead and just give me the starting five offensive linemen. I'll let you choose who they are, and uh, I'll take those two, and we'll go play. Well, let's go. And. Ain't gonna matter none. You, me, Trevor, Tiffany, we could all go out there and play offensive line. I could. Me, you, I can, Trevor, <laughs> Tiffany, and executive producer intern Michael go pr- play offensive line. I can fall and, in front of somebody, you know, Daniel. Uh, that doesn't take no skill. Yeah. Uh, no, th- uh, this is. Listen, Sony when Mich- you're talking, Sony Michelle, DeAndre Swift, great players. Yeah, but, when you're talking, DeAndre Swift yeah. is the fourth running back in any list. Y- you got yourself a list, okay? Like. That is yeah. an incredible list. You're working on you're working on a serious list here. All right, wide receiver, huh. Daniel. Now let's there's move, some consternation over this um, because what we did is we took three wide receivers and we forwent the tight end. We said, you know, keep keep we, the tight end set over there. We'll go two running backs, three wide receivers. So we'll give you our tight end who we chose out of it, but we instead chose to go three wide in the offensive set. Let's just 
Let's just skip and do that right now. The, okay. the choices for tight end are as follows. This might give you an indication of why we took three wide receivers. The choices are as follows. Mm-hmm. Isaac Nada, Orson Charles, and Arthur Lynch. <laughs> um, okay. Okay, when Arthur Lynch makes the list, uh-huh. no offense, Arthur, <laughs> but that's that tells you something. Orson Charles is the clear choice on this list, He's and he one. had a great career benefited extremely by aforementioned Aaron Murray in the previous segment. So yes. take that for what you will. But Orson Charles, physically gifted, great tight end. But if you had to choose, once we read you this list of wide receivers, the obvious choice would be you spread it out a little bit more. You go two backs, three wide receivers, and that's what we did. So um, here's the list. Well, here's the list. Go ahead. AJ Green, King, Mitchell, Godwin, Wims, Meikle, Conley, Cager, and Pickens. Good golly, Daniel. Are you kidding Those me? Those were our list? considerations. Now, if you have somebody that you think we should have considered that we did not put on that list, um, uh, White Lightning. What was that kid's name? Oh, uh, I yeah. can't. I, I, I blanked on his name right now. Uh, it's not coming to me. Right Durham. Now. Yes, 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 Durham? yes, yes. Was yeah. that his name? Yeah, Durham. Chris Durham. Yeah, he wouldn't have had a good career um, in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. If you if you got Panthers. somebody that you think belongs on that list, um, but was not on it, you can let us know. But that's that's who we considered: uh, AJ Green, Tavares King, Malcolm Mitchell, Terry Godwin, Javon Wims, Mikael Hardman, Chris Conley, Lawrence Cager. And Jorge Pickens. Jorge. Um, okay, let's just start at the top. Clear AJ Green one. was a was a junior in 2010, so he barely squeaks on to this all-decade team. <laughs> we count them, but he's the best wide receiver in the program's history. It's not close. Nope. Um, AJ Green is the obvious number one wide receiver. Now we get into some real hand wringing that went that went down. Here. Because you want to talk about speed, really quick? Can I just? Godwin and Mecole could light up mm-hmm. a kick return and punt return in a go route, Daniel. And uh, Mecole and Godwin had amazing catches in their career, uh, memorable catches in their career, Daniel. Like star studded game, Tiffany national championship game. Yes, absolutely. Yep. Okay, so Terry Godwin, Mecole Hardman, this is not an indication on you at all. We love you. But the other two. Malcolm Mitchell and Wims had themselves seasons at which they were the penultimate wide receiver at their position on the team they were a part of, Daniel. I think Malcolm Mitchell blocked every player that he's ever lined Mm -hmm. up against Mm -hmm. in the history Mm -hmm. of his career. He has not let one person get past him. And I know we're talking about wide receivers, but, but you want to talk about how many runs running backs had over 50 yards because of him and games won because of him? It's not even close. And just to be clear, he's not the only Georgia player that blocked every something in yeah, a season. That was that was his, open of his life. But also, you said our other our third choice at wide receiver was one Javon Wims. Now we know he only played he only really had one good season at the University of Georgia, but it was a really good season. And it yes. was a season where he blocked everyone. <laughs> And he caught every Every ball also. You go look at every 50-50 ball that was thrown his way. They weren't 50-50. It was 100-0. He came down with every single... 100-0. Every Florida game. Oh, my gosh, that Florida game. The Florida game in 2017. uh, Jake Fromm was just hucking it towards the end zone. He didn't care. And Javon Wims just went up and said, DBU, why why don't you park it over there? 
and just watch me jump over you and catch this ball. That's cute, Gardner. That's that's cute. Yeah, that's cute. Uh, Malcolm Mitchell, Javon Wims. This was a tough decision. Tavares King, really. Chris Conley, great. Great Georgia wide receiver. George Pickens, obviously, we have extremely high hopes for, but we need to see some. Lawrence Cager had one of the best seasons for a wide receiver last year. Uh, but yeah. hard to go against Javon Wims and Malcolm Mitchell and, of course, AJ Green for us. All right, so when we come back, the real debate ensues, Ooh, and we gosh. go five offensive linemen That's all you for get. the all-decade team. Gosh, Daniel, this offensive line conversation, this is where people are going to get mad. Oh, yeah. People mad. I mean, people, people are going to be, be mad, mad over Mecole and Terry not being mm-hmm. on wide receiver. I get mm-hmm. that. And, and, right, okay. I, but just wait. Sure. All right, Daniel. Listen Jake Fromm, some Jake, some Jake uh-huh. Fromm supporters already up in their feelings right uh-huh. now. But, but let's just <clears throat> let's talk about these are the people that we have listed as candidates Gosh. to be considered for the all decade team. Their names are Andrew Thomas, Cordy Glenn, David Andrews. Isaiah Wilson, Ben Cleveland, Isaiah Wynn, Ben Jones, Lamont Gilliard, Solomon Kenley, and John Theus. And I'm going to throw Tyler Catalina into the mix, Clint, hey, just because hey, hey, I hey, know hey, hey. how much you... I can't. Look, guys, Hey, we I'm already talked about right Grayson now. Lambert on the podcast. Could we get a Grayson Lambert, Tyler Catalina highlight cut up real quick? I Michael, think could are- you get on that? <laughs> Tiffany, would you put us together a video of... of John of Tyler Catalina and Grayson Lambert. Tiffany right now really is burning the film room. Just yeah, setting just fire like, to the film room. Setting it on fire. Okay. There's a lot of good offensive linemen that have played at University of Georgia let's in start the last with the, decade. Let's start with the clear ones, Daniel. Let's start with the absolute uh, cream of the crop. And th- it starts with Andrew Thomas. That's it. Friends. Friends, listen to what I'm about to say. Mm-hmm. Uh... If your last name is Stinchcomb, take one step to your right. Okay. Because the best offensive lineman to ever play at the University of Georgia, his name's Andrew Thomas. And we're going to look back on this young man as the greatest of all time at UGA offensive line. That's how good this kid is. It's a little bit recent, and so it's hard to appreciate his goodness but just that's what it's going to be that's what we're going to look back and remember i'll take a step further it's not really that close daniel like i i know (laughs) stitch come you you in the hall of i i get this man you in the ring of honor there's gosh you're a legacy but andrew thomas it's not close he's the best we've ever seen at the tackle position and there's a wide gap and i know that's saying a lot but guys trust me on this one he's incredible so andrew thomas is on the list uh, first and foremost, uh, second on the list, Daniel. We have one Cordy Glenn. Hey, Cordy Glenn. Cordy Glenn, an animal at UGA, an animal in the NFL. Yes, he is. Um, always an interior line. I think he popped around at tackle a little bit while he was at Georgia, but um, but man, just a big ugly mauler right there in the middle of the offensive line, and he was so good at his job and so good in the NFL for so long. Uh, to me, he's the best guard of mm-hmm. the decade, mm-hmm. and so he's a clear choice for. We didn't necessarily break this down into s- tackles. We took. We the just best went five. with the five best. Right. But our five, by the way, could play. They could play. 
uh, together on an offensive line pretty easily. But we got Cordy Glenn, number two, um, which brings us to the. I'll just be on the the third name the the third name that we went with that um, to us stood out above the rest was David Andrews, boss man. Now, the because when the boss man says that he's going to play center, then the boss man goes out there and plays center. You're I don't know what. What else are you going to say? You're going to stop uh, David Andrews. David Andrews, an undrafted, famously undrafted free agent who went on to be uh, the bedrock of the New England Patriots offensive line for multiple AFC title and Super Bowl runs. Look, uh, I can't help you if you are a Patriots fan and you like Tom Brady. I just I can't help you. However, I can say this. We're sorry. We're sorry. But... If the supposed greatest of all time is saying of boss man, he entrusts him with his livelihood and he would get behind him as captain of a team that Tom Brady's on, guys, the, the conversation's over. He's on the all-decade team. Mm-hmm. He absolutely is on the all-decade team. And now it's where we get into, let me read the rest of the names on the list. We got Deep Isaiah Wilson. We got Ben Cleveland. We got Isaiah Wynn. We got Ben Jones. Isaiah's and Ben's everywhere. A plenty. We got Lamont Gilliard, we got Solomon Kenley, and we got John Theus. Clint, where are we going to go next on this list? Good golly. The, now, okay, Daniel and I, Isaiah Wilson, damn good dog this year. Going to go drafted Uh-oh. apparently in the two or three, but but don't, don't get worry. Mad. He's not on our Don't get mad. He's not on our list, okay? No. People, not no. on the list. Um, no. We're going to go. I, I think we've forgotten. And and we forgot. I forgot until we had this conversation pre-production meeting. Isaiah Wynn was a nasty O lineman that didn't let anybody near the quarterback. Daniel Isaiah Wynn on the Patriots again uh, had a fantastic career at UGA, locking down the right side, uh, and was just mm-hmm. nasty with that right hand, stopping a fool in his tracks. Isaiah Wynn makes the list for us at our fourth best offensive lineman. Twenty seventeen, uh, Clint, the greatest. Offensive lineman in the history of UJ football was mm-hmm. a freshman. Mm-hmm. Came in there, and Kirby Smart and company said, "Oh, well, this kid just going to slide right in. He is going to, he is going to play today. Where are we going to get him on the field?" And Isaiah Wynn said, "That's cute. You know where he's not going to play? Left tackle because mm-hmm. I'm going to play left tackle." And I'm going to do it all the way to the national championship game. That's right. For the entire season, um, Isaiah wins a bad dude. That's a the back to the New England Patriots. This is becoming a New England Patriots podcast. We should yeah. do a crossover episode with the hosts of the Locked On Patriots I, podcast. I don't want to. Uh, I don't understand when they speak. Patriots took this kid. Uh, with a first round pick and then he tore some sort of ligament situation um, he's going to be coming back this season and and hoping to establish himself as a centerpiece of the Patriots offensive line for years to come so the fact that we haven't seen him very much in the NFL I think has caused him to fade from your memory but Isaiah Wynn is a legit uh, dude on the offensive line so he was our fourth choice and then we had a decision to make. My gosh, Lamont Gilliard, Solomon Kinley, John Theus, Ben Jones, Ben Cleveland. I, good golly, Daniel. I, I mean, it's a that's a lot. It's a of lot talent. of girth. 
Personally, I love Lamont Gilliard. And I think I just have a soft spot for the entire 2017 team. And so, oh, yeah. Lamont Gilliard at center. And then in 2018, um, we kind of sucked a little bit. <laughs> and it was like, oh, oh, it turns out we're going to miss that dude. Like, hey, can we're we going to miss Lamont, what you, uh, do, what you doing, man? What, you got, you got more? D- we're going to miss. We're going to miss that dude. Uh, he should come back. Uh, Solomon Kenley, we know, is my guy. Has always been yeah. my guy. Love that guy. Um, John Theus just false started. Just so we're clear, John Theus just committed blowing. a false You said John Theus, so com- a whistle has to arbitrarily go off. He just committed a false start penalty. Extremely talented and also uh, doesn't know how to just stand still. <laughs> Just for two damn seconds. Just stand still. What game was that? That I kid you not. There was three in a row he got, Daniel. I, I forget he took what game. 15, he took 15 right off the top and just said, first and 25, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. It's Ben Jones. Ben Jones is the guy yeah. that we're going with here. Um, and, here's, and here's why. One, because he was awesome. Two, because he ate some turf at Georgia Tech. And when I say ate it, I mean he ripped it out of the ground no, with literally. his bare hand. He put it in his mouth, he chewed it up, and he swallowed it. Um, <laughs> he digested three, dirt and grass. This he, is fantastic. He did. He did. His body did not even, he didn't even flinch. Just like, yeah, this is fine. This okay, is we're good. Um Ben Jones is on the all-decade team simply because you look at Andrew Thomas, Cordy Glenn, David Andrews, Isaiah Wynn, this offensive line, what does it need, Clint? It needs a little bit of nasty is what oh, it needs. Oh. It just it needs it needs a little groin punch. It needs a little bit of the business after the whistle. It needs a little bit of needs a little talking going on as you as you walk up to the line. And that's what Ben Jones brings to the table. He's also happens to be very good at football, but um one of my favorite UGA offensive lineman of all time, Ben Jones, and I'm glad we found a way to get him on this list. David Andrews and Ben Jones, by the way, side by side on an offensive line. Just imagine those. That I, was the that was the that was the student and the pup the, the and the teacher, the teacher and the pupil. There, Ben Jones kind of paved the way for David Andrews. They were one right after the other. Uh, to see them both playing on the same offensive line would have been would have been absolutely fantastic. Um, but that that does it. That's our. That's our all-decade team. That's a fantastic all-decade team. If you disagree with us, if you have insight, if you think to us, wow, we really missed it, try to convince us. Send us an email. Uh, we gave you that out to you. Send us on Twitter. Connect with us. We'd love to connect and uh, and fight back a little bit. Like we said, we might do a mailbag episode. So if you have points at which uh, Ben Cleveland, Lamont Gillard, Solly, John Theus should be on this list above others, let us know. If we got it wrong and Mecole and Terry should be on here or Conley or Cager, let us know. We'll consider it. Uh, we'll be back next week, five days a week on the Locked On Podcast Network. We are Locked On Bulldogs. We're glad you're here with us. That's Daniel. I'm Clint, and we'll see you guys then. See ya.